With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Inside the birds is back going on everybody jeff mosher and adam kaplan and i know i probably sound pretty fired up even though the eagles are 0 two and adam and i have a lot of carnage that we've got to sift through and that's what we do on wednesday mornings right i mean we give the tape review breakdown from our sources on what went right and what went wrong adam and obviously when you lose uh was it 37 16 uh a lot went wrong and so we'll we'll get into a lot of that um i just want to get you a quick you know now 48 hours removed based on what you heard take on what's going on with this team. Look, the, the in terms of the tape, and we'll get into that in a minute, but just as a, from a, a macro view, mm-hmm. uh, look, the went certainly is a big issue that nothing's changed. Like our, our early feeling on Carson Wentz Sunday night or Monday, excuse me, Monday morning was 100% spot on. We, we, as tough it is to grade quarterbacks off TV tape, which you shouldn't do. You certainly could see certain things. Watching it live, then watching it Sunday night, and then Monday morning, just from the TV copy, and then talking to people who around the, the, the NFL, particularly one person I trust who does advance work for another team, mm-hmm. uh, one of the Eagles or one of his teams, I mean, he was blown away by how Wentz played. I mean, and, and from a negative standpoint, he's very surprised because this guy's a this guy knows the quarterback play. This guy played in the league, and um, this guy played on offense, so he knows kind of what he's looking at, and guy was kind of surprised. He's like – he, did, he didn't criticize the coaching. He goes, something's wrong here. And it goes back to your point that you had a couple weeks ago, is, is Wentz listening? Because I, I, I do believe that he's freelancing. I believe that he's not doing things like th- that, he's, that he's coached. And I'll tell you what, Doug Peterson is, is kind of giving some hints. The first two weeks, Jeff, if you, if you listen to him and read his transcripts, he's been he's – been, Critical in his own way, however he is saying it, without mentioning Carson's what name. And that, to me, is really the story of this football team right now. We can talk all we want about how bad their defense was last week. It was because they got fooled by McVay. But it starts with the quarterback. The quarter, when, when Wentz gets back to where he needs to, which will happen eventually, uh, th- this is when he looks special. But he has not looked anything but bottom half of the National Football League at the quarterback position. That's where he is right now. Yes, one thing we discussed on our show last night on 97.5 The Fanatic uh, in our Inside the Birds well, Monday night, show. yeah, Monday night. Yeah. Monday night, I'm sorry, Monday night, 6 to 8 p.m. Uh, we thank everybody who's been listening, is that Doug Peterson's answer to the question about Carson's regression was a little bit interesting because he actually said, hey, that's a good question. And normally a coach is going to kind of – dismiss that narrative right from the start even if it's true just to be a coddler and so what we talked about last week that didn't happen more so right what we talked about last week is how do you hold Carson accountable when he's that stubborn but without benching him because obviously that's not the answer no the answer might be is to start calling him out in the media like Doug Peterson did and that might be the next step in in this progression for Doug on how to coach Carson harder 
So we got a lot to get into with that. We will we'll yeah. talk a little bit about Carson in the breakdown and get into sure. what what uh what our sources saw. So and we cannot we cannot dismiss the defensive breakdowns that went on, and we've got to explain what went on there too. Uh, thank everyone, first of all, who's, who tuned in again to watch the Inside the Birds pregame live show on Sunday at Goose Island Brewery. We were there from 10 to noon. Uh, we previewed the game. We'll be there again on Sunday at the same time. Uh, we'll be there all year. Trey Thomas, uh, Greg Cosell joined us. And, Adam, I keep getting the same feedback about the type of analysis you're going to get in our show. No fluff, all football, from, especially from you and I, people are familiar with, but uh, Trey and Greg Cosell really adding another dimension of the breakdown has been just a, a great part of our show that I'm really happy to have shared with our listeners. Two serious football people, Trey Thomas and Greg Cosell. I mean, mm-hmm. it doesn't get any better than that. There's no pregame show in the world, any t- really any team that could do this because you've got two reporters, two insiders, mm-hmm. an ex-player who's so connected to the, the, the club and Trey Thomas and the great thing I love about Trey is, okay, does he want the Eagles to win yet? But you couldn't tell by his analysis. He's just, this is what I see. This is what needs to be done. And Greg Very has much. no allegiance to any team. He's, he's a tape evaluator. Yeah, he didn't play the game, but he's learned from the best of the National Football League. He's kind of like me. We query coaches and executives, particularly mm-hmm. coaches. Okay, how do you handle this? How do you coach this? What did you see? That's what you and I do. So – this is why we do what we do, because as we learn, our, our viewers learn, and that is the secret sauce to, of Inside the Birds when we created this two years ago, and we're, we're, we've taken it out to another level, and we appreciate everyone's support. It's been certainly overwhelming. It has been fantastic, and you can still watch the show if you're just curious. If you haven't seen it yet, go to our YouTube channel, Inside the Birds on YouTube, uh, and go to the live section of videos, and you'll find our, our last two pregame shows. Uh, before we get into the podcast and the Eagles themselves, Adam, there was a transaction today that I want you to kind of weigh in on because a lot of, no matter what we say, right, a lot of fans still think the Eagles are going to go out there and spend some money on a running back and, and make it an RBBC, which it, no matter what we say is not true. So Devontae Freeman finally apparently signs with the, with the Giants. Is that, that's the Well, he agreed to terms. There? Yeah, on Tuesday, today's Wednesday, mm-hmm. but on Tuesday he agreed to terms. Um, with the Giants, I don't know what the money is, but I can tell you that the Eagles had a number in mind for any running back they signed. Nothing has changed over four months mm-hmm. from my first report back in June, was it? I don't know what the hell it was. Anyway, uh, in, in the late spring, and that's kind of where they're at. Uh, and I know Boston Scott looked really good in this, this past game. That, that certainly helps his cause, but it goes back to where we started with us back in the offseason. They need to have an answer if Miles Sanders is out multiple weeks. Miles – could Boston Scott carry some load? Yeah, he did last year. In two games, he had double-digit carries. Mm-hmm. But he's a certain type of running back. The role that he has when Miles Sanders is healthy, like last week, is exactly what they want. He's a change-up. Mm-hmm. That's all he really is. You, the part of a player evaluation is this. You have to know what the guy is, and he's not. He's not right. a starting running back in the National Football League, period, end of story. It's not even debatable. He's not. No one believes that who works in the National Football League. So – this is the problem that the Eagles have right now. If they lose Sanders for three, four weeks, you could, you could gimmick it up. You could do certain things to get Boston Scott comfortable because he's mm-hmm. got talent. He definitely does. But you're not giving him volume expecting great things. It's just not realistic. It could happen, but you don't want to guess. You, you, you want to have an answer. That's the way it was explained to me by someone who would know. You need to have an answer when your starter's not there. Boston Scott is is not a long-term answer, period, end of story. 
No, he's not. He's perfect for what he is, too. We're not trying to diminish yeah, or devalue exactly. him. Right. Really like what he brought. And, and what really stood good. out to me. He looked good. He really what did. stood out to me only like, to, you know, maybe 24, 48 hours later from the game is that Corey Clement was not a factor. Yeah. They didn't give Corey and, – and I'm not saying that's they were down on – Miles Sanders had a really good game outside of the putting the ball on the carpet, and we'll get to it. And if you watch Trey Thomas's latest video on In the Trenches with Trey on YouTube – you will notice that if Carson Wentz had given him a little bit more eyesight in the passing game, Miles Sanders could have had a monster, monster receiving game. Uh, but obviously we'll get into some of the breakdowns yeah. on offense. But mm-hmm. uh, it, it really just goes to show that they are a Miles Sanders running back show. That's their guy. They hit on him. He has explosion, dynamic talent, and that is, that's been a good pick. And I think if he can stay healthy, as we're talking about, and, and Carson can get a little bit more – more eyes on him in the past short passing game, he could have an amazing, amazing year. Um, you know who has an amazing, amazing year just doing manscaped reads, Adam? It's Trey Thomas. Because when, <laughs> when he's on our pregame show, there's really nothing better than listening to him to talk about manscaped. I can only do a little bit of justice for it. Like, uh, I, I'm, I just don't have the great stories. That well, by Trey the way, does. by the way, watch, if, folks, if you've not seen it, <laughs> watch my face. My, a couple friends saw it and they texted me. Go, dude! You got to keep. You got to be professional. One guy's bust my chops over it. Oh, I couldn't no, help. It. I lost it. I, I was. Trey was so dynamic the way he read the Manscaped ad. Yeah. Now wait, did he have a script? Well, I mean, he had a, some sort of a script, right? I, I think he's memorized it. I think that's really impressive that he just he he he's also freelances and it's un, um, unbelievable. It's incredible the way he does it. Like when I was on the show, the league on FX on uh, for Fox back in 2010. It is like curb your enthusiasm. You, you don't work with a script. It's all um, storyboard, improvisation. Right. And I was playing myself, so it wasn't that difficult. But even then, mm-hmm. they would tell you what to say. And if right. you didn't say it the right way, they would stop. So the, the Manscaped, the, the job that he did, Trey did, I was blown away. I was like, I don't know how anyone could – like if you gave a script to read, right? Because mm-hmm. I, I remember we – in shows over the summer, you would have to read the script. We'd laugh. It was awesome. Right. But – you were reading it and he did a great job, but Trey was freelancing, as you said, and he was so creative with his words. I was like, this is unbelievable how he's doing it. Well, when you truly believe in the product, it's easy to be a pitch man for it. And, you there know, you Trey believes in it. You believe in it. Yeah. I believe in it. We, it's football season. You know, we don't fumble when we're doing our grooming below the waist. So our partners at Manscaped, they help us avoid a sack on our sack, if you know what I mean. So you got to stay clean. You got to take care of yourself. You got to make sure you're pampered. And that's why Manscaped really comes in with their surefire touchdown. We call it the best tools for your family jewels, right? So you can get 20% off and free shipping with the code ITB at manscaped.com. 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code ITB. This football season, you got to go audibling from your ordinary and really go with the number one product for male grooming, and that is Manscaped. So go to manscaped.com, get 20% off your grooming tools. All right, let us move on to a transaction that the Eagles did make. Uh, not a great one because, you know, it's the Eagles. that Somebody has to get injured. Isaac Sayamalu goes on IR with a knee injury. So it's the I believe it's the three-game IR, Adam. You well, no, you, it's a minimum. Oh, no. All you need to do on IR, there's no – the uh, there's only right, one there's IR. no designation that's right correct. you don't need to use it it's just three games not weeks it's three games right you could bring them back after that in a week after that the fourth week or 10 whatever you want to do it, it, right. that's that's what it is but i get the bottom line is he's out for the Bengals. he's out for the yeah. 49ers and yeah. he's out for the steelers what yeah. is their what is their buy 
Um, probably not soon enough if you yeah. ask them, but it's not anytime yeah. I think in the next three weeks. I'll look it up right. real quick. Right, right. So look, they're down to Nate Herbig and we'll get to it. They're, they're bye weeks in week nine. So there you go. they're down to Nate Herbig. They are paper thin. If you're watching us on YouTube, <laughs> we appreciate it. This thin, folks, this thin. They cannot afford another injury at guard. It's We'll get to Matt Pryor in a second. They, they, they just – it is what it is. Um, they, say Miles got a sprained knee. I don't know what ligaments have been impacted, but uh, they felt it's got to be decent enough spraying that. They think he's had to go in this short at least three weeks that he's mm-hmm. going to be out. So this is going to be a problem. Um, you, you have what you have. Uh, now, now, well, the now, question is who yeah. plays left guard, right? right? right. I, I'm, I'm going to assume that Jamon Brown is going to take his spot at right guard this week against uh, um, the Bengals. You know what? Okay. I know it, offensive line was not what we're going to do first. We'll get to Wentz very mm-hmm. shortly. But I got – you know, I spoke to two people who saw Herbig differently. Hmm. They both acknowledge Herbig as, will never be an athlete. I mean, you know, he's a big guy. Uh, as I understand it, he took very few snaps at guard in training camp, almost exclusively. Not, I said almost, not all. Almost all snaps at center. So, um, look, he does some things you really like because he he is powerful and he's huge. He's a big guy who's got really natural power. You like that. There's not a lot of athleticism. That's why he was not drafted. You just... He holds his. He know, here's a good thing about him. He knows how to hold his own. There's some things he's not going to be able to do because he's not an athlete. Right. So he's best. He's best in this role right here. If you need him for a couple games, he's probably going to help you. He's he probably won't hurt hurt you, but I don't know how much he's going to help you. But you know what? He's been a little bit better than they expected, considering again he didn't have a lot of snaps in Garden training camp, and mm-hmm. he's really been a, been a center for them since he since he was brought in as an undrafted free agent so that's kind of where he's at um jamon brown is a better football player i do agree with you he's eventually gonna have to take over if, if the say malo injury is six seven weeks eight weeks if it's a again i don't know the ligament but if it's a grade two mcl sprain which is probably four weeks if it's a grade three that's what um, evan mathis told me he had years ago mm-hmm. evan when he came back said he was in a lot of pain he would he just toughed it out for the club um but Whatever it is, Isaac's out three games minimum. They have a choice. Uh, they do have three days of practice this week. Today, the first day of practice is Wednesday. They have Thursday. They should know after Thursday's practice because Friday, Jeff, as you know, is just about an hour and it's real late. So they need to know through Thursday who's starting against the Bengals on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do believe, and I'm in total agreement with you, that uh, Brown will eventually take over. But it, it just depends. Stoutland, it's Stoutland's call. If if he thinks uh, this the young kid is ready to go, then that's what or, or deserves one more start. Then that's what mm-hmm. they'll do. And if Jermon Brown shows that you know what they're ready to move on from Herbig and make him the, the first guard off the bench, then that's what they'll do. Well, I guess the thing I wonder then, Adam, is about scheme because at at his best, as you mentioned, Nate Herbig's—he's kind of a big guy. He's not a great athlete. He doesn't really generate a lot of push. Um, at his best, I don't think you can really do some. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The things that they wanted to do, allegedly, by bringing in uh, Rich Gangarello. Uh, I can't imagine Herbig being like the lead puller. Uh, on a sweep right. Uh, I can't imagine him being out, kicking out on the screen and really getting out there. The one thing about Jamon Brown is not only has he been a starter for a little bit in this league, even though he was a backup uh, or benched last year, he is a good athlete. Um, in fact, more probably of a, a better athlete than he is a technician. And I just feel like if you want to start incorporating some of those concepts, misdirection, movement, that it's better to have the A, the more experienced player and B, the better athlete, at that position. So I would think that they'd want to get him on the field for that alone and as soon as possible. But you're right. Um, Herbig held his own. I wonder if the, the difference of opinion that you got on Herbig is because one person took the, took the opponent into consideration a little more and said, you know what, for going up against Aaron Donald, he, he held his own. And the other person right, might but, have just said, but honestly, in general, I don't even know how much Donald Donald play in. They moved Donald. It's hard to – I'd right. have to get a snap count how many he was on him. I, I get your point, though. Uh, look, the, the Eagles offensive line – we might as well just hit the offensive line first. Yeah. The Eagles offensive line improved greatly. Uh, let's start left to right. Peters, I'm okay. told, by the two people I spoke to, they both agreed. Um, they both agreed that Peters improved greatly from week one. Uh, this – one of the advanced guys I spoke to said that he went back and looked at Eagles tape last year because he had – because they did not have preseason – he was going to look at it anyway, but he, he went through every snap that Peters took mm-hmm. uh, last season. Um, look, he's a shell of what he once was. He's got enough left in the tank. Week one was not good. Uh, certainly not. Uh, we don't need to belabor that. We've <laughs> out, we outlined it last week. He was much better with his hand usage and his steps were better. He, 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 didn't, over, he didn't overstep. Uh, you know, he, he had one real bad snap against Washington. He just made he, – he decided – yeah, someone told me that he decided that – it might have been against Chase Young. I don't remember. I guess he just made a choice that, you know what, I better get this guy before he gets me, and he missed. Right. And he whiffed, which you don't see Jason whiff very much. But anyway, so he was better. Isaac, before he got hurt, I got to be honest with you, he wasn't quite uh, – week one, obviously, they all didn't play well. Um, mm-hmm. In this game, before he got hurt, he didn't play at that usual high level, so – um, that was a little bit disappointing, but he's still a very good football player. He's been a great story for them. And then Kelsey bounced back in a big way. He was really good. Mm-hmm. Herbig, we just talked about. Lane was terrific. I, I give this guy credit. I, I, I don't know how he's doing it. Th- this surgery that was explained to me when I found out three weeks ago, whatever the hell it was, mm-hmm. um, you really want to wait four weeks. He's come back wait, He's come back a week and a half, about a week, no, about a week before it. Right. Uh, then he really should have. And he's doing it, you know, because I know how much he loves his teammates and, being there and all that and it's uh he did a great job man it's uh guy's an incredible football player so again you feel good about that they did a good job um so that's kind of what I don't know about you Jeff but that's all I have on the offensive line we don't need to belabor it it's yeah, I mean you know I thought like Carson was it was barely hit I don't think he was yeah. sacked so I mean it's pretty clear that the offensive line um held yeah. those its own better and, and we said this look Washington Washington, all right, the Rams may have the better player in Aaron Donald, but Washington went six or seven deep on the D-line. They, I think they have the better pass rushing and defensive front seven overall. And so the Eagles did what they had to do. They, they had a, a lot of a, their game plan was get the ball out quickly. It was shorter. Yep. They, they ran the ball a little bit more. And so, yeah, so that helps the offensive line. But I do think in general the line 
looked better, communicated better. They did not look confused. And mm-hmm. we saved the confusion for the defensive side of the ball. <laughs> yeah. I want to, oh, um, boy. Oh, boy. We, yeah. I just want to go through the protected players really quick from the practice. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, before, yeah, the transactions. Yeah, yeah sure. Graylin Arnold, Deontay Burnett, Luke Jariga, and uh, T.Y. McGill. Now, Williams goes back to the practice squad, yes. but he wasn't protected, which is um, somewhat interesting. But, you know. We'll see what happens. That doesn't mean they can't call him up. It just means right, nobody else. Right, can... right, right. I, I, and look, as we said in the offseason, nobody wanted him. So right. he's back, and um, that that's that. Yeah, they uh, they haven't. You know, it's kind of like they're going with the players that they have. Again, I uh, they do have Jamon Brown. So mm-hmm. there's your, there's your, you don't need to sign a guard right now. They have enough offensive linemen, but if they suffer another injury at guard, I I don't know what they'd have to make a trade or something. There's just Right. It's it's just the worst luck that they've had with these injuries. I, I just want to address the medical stuff, you know, a little bit. So I've asked a couple of personnel directors I know from other teams. I said, hey, what, what is your opinion on this stuff? Because everybody's speculating it's because there's no offseason. Right. Um, both guys I spoke to agreed that it not having these players in your building in, in, in March, April, May, June, before they go on the, 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 the vacation in third week of June and until late July – they, they all agree. The two guys agree that there's certainly something to that. There's no doubt, but it's very hard to quantify. They, they, they wonder about the flexibility. You saw the, the six or seven ACL injuries, which we had, which is crazy on one day around the league. Um, they, they just believe that there's certain something to it, but it's just hard to quantify. And, you know, I get these guys are experts. They, they, they're talking to their team doctors and their trainers all the time. So they would, they would understand that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's kind of the prevailing thought around the league that clearly there's something, there's something to these, the rash of injuries. Mm-hmm. Oh, the other one is this happened and come out of the lockout in 11 where the NFLPA said 25% increase in soft tissue injuries. Right. There are a lot of hamstring injuries, not groin. I'm told a lot of hamstring injuries. One of the guys I spoke told me, so just a little bit of okay. word out there on the injury stuff. All right. We will talk more about, about the rest of the offense in our review. Remember, download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app today and use code ITB for a special offer when you sign up. That's code ITB for a special offer when you sign up only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh, we should obviously go with Wentz. Um, sure. I'll just show you from my – you know, we, we give our, what our sources yep. uh, tell us. But also, some things are very clear to the naked eye on the All-22. I can think of three passes – specifically two to Rager, one of which got Rager almost killed, right? Possible and then the, ball, yeah. Yeah, and then the one he threw to Goddard very early between three people that was high that almost that could have got Goddard hit in the ribs. On all three of those passes, um, there were shorter or intermediate routes that had players open that, you know, we talk about the hero ball thing. Even if, if Carson hits these guys, there's space. Like, you can still get a big gain from those plays. It's not like you're checking it down and only taking what the defense gives. The defense was giving space in that areas because they were concerned about some of that vertical threat. And, yep. and those were just missed opportunities. Yeah. His, um, the, the, the way he's explaining me this year with Wentz and real, it was the regression with the pass placement started last season, 18. He was, you know, he set a career high was at, he gained about 9% in accuracy though. They, he wasn't really throwing it downfield a lot. But he was his mechanics were way better in eighteen, and the regression started last year. The thing that he's really struggling with this is this is troubling is he's not getting on the right shoulder. He's True. there was one to Goddard that he completed yep. like it's it was it was not quite where it should have been. Yep, a lot of his passes. Deshaun, I don't have the chart of how Deshaun many on are, the screen. Sorry, I have to interrupt you. The yeah, Deshaun ahead, ahead. screen 
Remember when he threw it behind yeah. Deshaun? Yeah. That yeah. screen was well set up for a big gain, and, and that was the, an okay, easy throw. On, on what you just said, this is the way he's explaining to me. You want your, your pass target to be going forward so he can get extra yardage, ra- yak yards. Mm-hmm. When you don't throw it to the right shoulder, the guy's got to reach back. That's bad quarterbacking. It just is what it is. I mean, we, we call it straight here, folks. I, the people were said I was, I was like not critical enough on Carson Wentz on, on our Monday show. I don't know what the hell you're talking about. Yeah, that's crazy. I did I say anything? I just said he was a little better than last week when he was bad for two and a half quarters. I, I don't know what the oh, hell you're Oh, yeah. About. You know, when you said that, I don't think people understood what you meant yeah. because we were specifically talking about getting rid of the ball and not taking hits at that time. And he was clearly better at that against L.A. He was yeah, sharper. He got, he was yeah, better. yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. He, but we weren't talking about his accuracy. That was as bad that as was it was. Off. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. I appreciate that. Thanks. Because I, I, sure. I, I don't respond on message boards anymore to, to stuff. I just don't have time. Uh-huh. With, with particularly the the uh, the YouTube stuff, with, with all the, cra- the there's some. I mean, I appreciate some of the comments, but some of them are so not only off base. I don't know who they're referring to. <laughs> I know there's some and then there's the porn there. spam. I was like, uh, I try to remove it. You know, we we have act. We, there's a way we can do it. It's mm-hmm. hard, but it's hard to keep up with every single. Yeah, one, I I, I, I don't. I I go. I only look at it once a week. But you know, I I appreciate people are interested in giving us feedback. We definitely look at it, but when we can. But right. Jeff and I are trying to manage about 100 things here. But let's get back to Carson. Look, the, the, it's kind of like a pitcher who is not quite like, okay, it's not Vince Velasquez inaccurate. You know, Vince, if you follow the Phillies at all, Velasquez mm-hmm. has got great stuff in terms of power, but he just has bad control. Carson's control right now in terms of pass play, placement, if it's supposed to be here, if you're watching us on YouTube, it's here. That's not right. acceptable. It's like it's just his accuracy – I, and, and here's the way it's explained to me. Uh, we, Cosell talked about this on our pregame show, but I could take it next level now because I, I ran it by someone I really respect from another team mm-hmm. who doesn't know Wentz very well. He, he, I think this guy might have interviewed him in 16 with the team that he was with, uh, mm-hmm. 16. But I just asked this guy on uh, Tuesday, said, hey, what, what can you tell me about overstriders? And he goes, well, it starts with the feet and the balance. And he goes, and it's the hip turn. He goes, he goes, I haven't seen once, but he goes, I know that typically when overstriders happen, everything is out of whack. And, and uh, it's a balance issue with Carson. Carson is also, Wentz is also falling away from his throws. We talked about this also on our pregame show. Right. Everything Cosell, you and I, and Trey Thomas talked about, he did this in this game. It's like we, I, I'm like scared. I think we, it was almost like we were in his head. <laughs> Everything we projected, he did wrong. All of right. it. Like he's, um, I do believe, and I'll, I'll answer because people, it, uh, Press Taylor's getting butchered out there in social media. And I'm, I'm, I don't know this guy. I've never talked to the guy in my life. I'm not trying to protect him. I've, I've had my own criticism with this guy for two years. So I'm certainly not trying to protect him. Mm-hmm. But I can tell you as a fact, he's, Carson is being taught the right way. He's trying to do everything on his own with, with the mechanic. He's just, he's just too loose. The guy that gave me the thing last week, I loved it. Um, when, when he said he's trying to be a hero, he's trying to do everything on his own because he thinks he can do it. And type A's are like that, but you, you need to accept coaching. He's clearly not accepting coaching Yeah, in, in I his think own also- way. Now, now he's listening, Jeff, he's listening, mm-hmm. but he's doing what he wants with his feet and you can't do it. It starts with the feet. Right. And I think Carson's smart, and he's been through some slumps before. I wrote about this on InsideTheBirds.com. His numbers right now, his completion percentage, which is like 59 or 58, and his passer rating, which is, I think, 
was it 84 or no low, lower than that maybe uh, 74 well, something like that five in this past game but man see, that was his completion oh yeah, yeah yeah it's so low compared to what he is mm-hmm. on average yeah that if you're realistic and you have some perspective about this you have to think that he will r- progress back to the mean meaning he'll be he's not going to get rid of all these issues that we're talking about overnight and he may always have some but he's been able to be a way better quarterback even with some of those issues. So he's got to work on him. I'm not absolving him, but I don't expect, you know, disaster upon disaster. I think he's got to well, get some I, I'm going to say this, Jeff, in response to that. It's the first time that I've analyzed Wentz through my own mm-hmm. eyes and through, through some coaching tape that everyone else that I speak to I trust with the quarterback position, which is – I got a lot of people who I trust. Right. And Wentz clearly is doing this. He, he is doing – this is his fault with, with, with the mechanics. No doubt. And now that you had brought up two weeks ago, and I think it's the most brilliant point of all, is he listening? Is he taking the I, – I can't answer that. We can only go by what the results are. No, mm-hmm. one, told him, no one told him to lock his left, leg, left foot, his front foot, because he's a right-handed thrower. Right. No one told him to fall off throws. No one told him to get out of balance. Like, he, can, he cannot get away with Mahomes and, and the off the, – the, the, like Brett Favre-type throws and Mahomes. He can't do it. He's not good enough. He can't mm-hmm. do it. Yeah, he's no, not doing it. Especially when you're putting the ball in the other team's hands. Yeah, it, it, but I'm not talking about the interceptions. I'm talking about the 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 lack of proper mechanics. Mm-hmm. He's but that he, can lead to sail throws, which lead to interceptions. Sure, sure, yeah. sure. And and also it it plays in what you just said. When you throw out of balance and you you're not throwing with proper what's called throwing arm plane. It, there, there's a term that a quarterback coach gave me years ago. It's you even if you're an off balance thrower, it has to be rhythmic. Carson is not rhythmic. He's not thrown with – it's all in sync. Feet first, toe pointing the correct way, right. hips turning the right way, torque, and arm, and arm slot. It's all off. And, and even on the, the – the, the thing that bothered me, you brought up earlier, and it's, you're so right about it, the easy throws, Jeff. Mm-hmm. Easy throws. He's missing. And yeah. now I know you think he's going to get – history shows with this kid, when he struggles, he gets it right. Right, but and yeah, I know I mean, I'm only prepare. going by history here. I, I really, I, I'm I giving him the benefit I, of the I, doubt. I, I, on I, that. To, I respect it, and I, and I, I actually agree with you. Mm-hmm. But he, the thing that bothers me about him, you know, he's talking about we're so close, we're so close. You know, we, we could do this or that. Why did you say? And I appreciate how he admitted that he had it. He didn't play well, and I do appreciate that. And we'll get to Jim Schwartz when we talk about the defense. And Schwartz mm-hmm. admitted that you know he, he didn't do a very good job. But you know what, Carson, it's on you, man. If you just follow the game plan, you're going to be back in the top ten as quarterbacks. And you know what? This team will be in the playoffs. I don't care how yes. hard their schedule is. With this is speed any... that they have, go ahead. Mm-hmm. I was going to ask you, just to move on to the, the yeah. pass catchers, if there was anything from what you heard that uh, tight ends, receivers, anything that really uh... – um, You know, well, just to finish off with Wentz here, if mm-hmm. Carson yeah. just does what he's supposed to, at least Car- – okay, so this, this ties into the receivers. And I was talking about lead the receivers, throw with anticipation accurately. Mm-hmm. If you do that at wide receiver and Dallas Goddard because he's terrific at running after the catch, you know, the, the, the back shoulder, the, uh, the, the, fade, the one that he, he should have thrown a fade, he made a decision to throw it back shoulder. I, I don't know why he did that. That was the one that yeah. was so yeah. clear. Yeah. Was Ramsey on him? I can't remember. 
Yes, it was Ramsey. Yeah, I thought some so. people think Ramsey was baiting him, but either way, he but he had him. Goddard's six foot clearly. God Goddard's got three and a half inches to three inches on Ramsey. He had him. Carson mm-hmm. throws it the right way. It's just you give your guys a chance. Now getting to the receivers, Carson missed. Um, I don't have the number of throws downfield because you know Carson's error was the. the the, the multiple the throws downfield against Washington were they threw a ton of them downfield. They only competed they only completed the Rager one the fifty five yarder, mm-hmm. but they threw a lot of them downfield. It just didn't they just didn't hit them. In this game, Carson missed a couple that could have been for thirty yards or more, but he didn't throw it. Right, and he missed a Sean on one in the first half. I don't know the oh, route. Yeah. Uh, the guy told me he did he didn't give me the route, but. Um, this is what happens when your quarterback is not is, – is, uh, you, you and I both said, seeing the field clearly. Right. In our Monday show, he's just not. We knew that from watching the TV copy. He's just not. And, you know, you saw the play, you, you saw the play to Goddard when he missed him. When right. he missed Goddard. Uh, so many missed opportunities, Adam. Yeah, it's, it's really – it. it's sickening. I mean, they could have scored a lot of points if he was 50% more accurate, which still wouldn't have been great, but and Jeff, it would have been enough. Right. Remember when I say I hate bad football? What you just said, mm-hmm. I can hear it in your voice. It bothers you because not you're not an Eagles fan, but it bothers you that a team that could be doing so much better is not taking advantage because the quarterback is so out of whack. It's frustrating. I just want to see. I don't care if the Ra- Eagles or Rams won that game. I just wanted to see two players are taken back to back in the 16 draft. Right. I wanted to see a great battle. Like when I went to the game in 17 uh, in LA, when you know, unfortunately Carson got hurt, but it was. It was Wentz versus Goff. It was an unbelievable game. It was one of the best quarterback games I've ever seen. Yeah. That's what I was hoping to see. Yeah, no, I, I understand that. Um, let's get into the defense because when you talk about bad mistakes and things that went wrong. Oh, wait, well, back <laughs> off. Back off. Hang on, hang on. I want to talk about Miles Sanders. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. I forgot because we had yeah, talked about yeah, him a little bit Sanders yeah. was awesome after, I'm told, it was four, four or five um, carries. Yeah, the first few, right? He looked like a little jittery on them, and then yeah, he didn't to... hit it. What happened is he made the wrong cut a couple times. Yeah, and he he just didn't see the field clearly, like he because mm-hmm. he just and that's what happened. So he clearly after that man. Oh, by the way, just on transactions, uh, Marcus Green, who they've had before, he visited on Tuesday. So he probably I'm guessing he's probably going to come back. Mm-hmm. Uh. Was that the kid who was with them they got from the Redskins, Washington team? Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. I'm looking yes. at the transaction. So, okay. uh, yeah, look, um, Miles is great. He's, he's going to be special. I'm, I'm positive of it. I mean, he, he, and he's so competitive. But talking to Eagles about him, the game really means something to him. And that benching that they gave him last year in week two at Atlanta is probably the best thing that happened to him. Hmm. Uh, it just, it just not that, he, you know, he kid works hard, you know, it meant a lot to him. He, he started freelancing and uh, not hitting the right holes and his, he's a good pass protector, by the way. He's really improved greatly in that area from when they yeah. got him. Yeah. Uh, he was great. The term, uh, yeah. The term but, follow the blocks that that's big. And, and that's what I noticed when I was watching uh, the first carries, it looked like he was again, a, a little too excited and, and wasn't patient. But then in the second half, I thought there were some times where he was, really looking to, to you know, he had it, he was setting up the blocks, you know, when he, after he's sure. getting the ball in his hand and that's always good. Good in space. Um, and he caught the ball too, which I liked. So Carson missed him. Oh. Carson missed through a couple that he should have gotten through it in front of him, like lead him. Right. Carson used to be great at that. I, I, I don't, I, I can't 
figure out for the life of me what's going on here because this they left points on the field. By the way, I know people find it hard to believe because they thought Wentz, did, Wentz didn't play well, mm-hmm. but he, and he left points on the field. They, they, they definitely missed out on some plays. I know it didn't look like that, but mm-hmm. what I was told was Carson just, as we've said, he just didn't see the field clearly, and they missed some plays with Rager. The Rager is four for four on pass target to conversion on his right. catches. They missed some plays. Um, this is this is the part about football where you scratch your head like, and I know it's only week two, but and I know Cincinnati's coming up here, but man, you, you hate that. That that's what drives coaches crazy. Yeah, and I was told by the way on Rager that he did a much better job this game of running his routes more professionally, you mm-hmm. know, explosive from start to finish, right. and um, right. that it was it was an improvement over week one where we detailed a couple of times that he just didn't uh, do what he was supposed to do. Uh, all right, let's go switch sides to the defense a little bit first. Make sure you're checking out PHLSportsNation.com. Go to their website or check them out on Twitter, at PHLSportsNation. They're enhancing the fan experience with their unbelievable coverage of all four Philly teams like nobody else. For the motto – I'm sorry, for the fan, by the fan, that is their motto. And uh, they just produce a lot of great content and do some good podcasts as well. So make sure you're checking out our friends at PHLSportsNation.com. We'll pause real quick for another word from another great sponsor. Hey, it's Jeff Mosher. Adam Kaplan and I love using Anchor for our Inside the Birds podcast every week. It's so user-friendly, anyone can create their own podcast, and you should too. Just download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Anchor gives you everything you need to start your own podcast from your phone or computer. Its creation tools allow you to record and edit your podcast for a professional sound And Anchor will distribute your podcast for you to Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and so many other platforms. It can be heard by everyone, just like Inside the Birds. You can also make money from your pod with no minimum listenership. What are you waiting for? Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to create your podcast today. All right, Adam, the defense. I know everybody wants to hear about all the great things that happened on Jim Schwartz's side of the ball. Uh, I think a big word, and I'm, I'm curious to hear what how it got back to you, but uh, in watching it, the, the term break contain came into my head a few times because obviously when you're playing a team that so heavily focuses on misdirection and play action, it's so important to have your lane discipline and your gap discipline, and I feel like that was a big, big breakdown for the D-line in this game from a run yeah, the- uh, standpoint. Yes, the, the D-line's interesting. They actually got a lot of pressure on Goff. It, it, yeah. It's kind of like, you know, we had, I, had, I, had, I had heard Sunday night or Monday morning, whatever the heck it was, that just the early dig-in on the coaching tape was that the D-line actually got pressure when, when Goff was not rolled out. They, they, got, they got to him. But the problem is, and I didn't, I didn't count, I didn't chart it, Goff rolled out so much, he was moved so much, because they, they have to do that. He's – just not a great pocket passer. He, he threw some from the pocket in this game, but to, to negate the Eagles' rush, it was smart. Like, their advanced work that the Rams got on the Eagles was about as good as I've ever heard from a team. Like, they, they had the Eagles figured out. So it was, like, it was like they were in the Eagles' defensive meetings. They knew exactly what they were going to get. The Eagles, for the first time since Jim Schwartz has been here, they're playing super heavy man coverage. Like, last year they did some. Now they're playing super heavy. And they knew what they were going to get. And they got it, and they, you know, they embarrassed them. They, the, the mental errors, and and Jim Schwartz, to his credit, and I get, I, I really respect him for doing this. You know, in his press conference on Tuesday, he said, "Look, 
he could have done a better job putting them in a better, better position to, to execute. Mm-hmm. Because they had so many mental errors, you couldn't even count that high. They, they, they probably have 50 of them. It's just right. if, you add them up, if you add up every position at linebacker and the secondary, guys who normally wouldn't make mistakes, as Jim said, made mistakes because the problem is they didn't follow the rules, as it was explained to me. They're, they're rules at linebacker. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when you play all man, the only person who did not play man was the single high safety because they, that's, they play cover one. Right. That guy's playing zone. So when you're, when you're, when you're given roles and there's so much conflict because, because, because McVeigh knew what he was going to get, he caused them so much confusion. It's like they had no poor Nate Gary had been, uh, okay. Uh, let's, I mean, he had a bad game, you know, because they made him have a bad game. Sure. Not like he, that they just, they confused the hell out of these guys. I, that's right. what I think Schwartz was trying to cover for them because he knows that, you know, well, obviously it's Jim's fault in a way because he's the, the coordinator. Right. But the fact of the matter is so we can move on here. I've never seen so much confusion. Uh, that's what I was told. And I looked at, I took a peek at it on Tuesday. They, they, they don't, um, they, they just, there's nothing they can do about it. I had someone send me some, some defensive coaching state stuff on Tuesday from another team uh-huh. just to give me an idea. Uh-huh. It was in my phone. I was laughing. I was like, wow, man, this doesn't look good. He goes, yeah, let me, exp- I'll call you later and explain it to you. Uh-huh. Um, we don't need to make this super high level. Just say that what I'm going to, what I'm, I believe will happen going forward. It's one thing to say the Eagles linebackers aren't great. Now teams have a blueprint. Yeah. You confuse the hell out of these guys who probably shouldn't be playing very much or certainly should be, should be rotating. They don't have anyone to rotate with. The Eagles have what they have at linebacker. You're now going to see if they – I'm assuming they're going to continue to play man. The Eagles, the Eagles don't play zone very well. That's why they probably went to man, in addition to getting slay. So you're going, to see, you're going to see teams take advantage of this. I would expect going forward, starting with Cincinnati. Well, I'm glad you brought that up because who is the head coach of the Cincinnati Bengals? Zach Taylor. And what coaching tree does he come from? Shanahan. Well, Sean McVay, really. McVay right? and I mean, Shanahan, yeah. yeah. McVay is from the Shanahan tree, yep. but yep. Taylor is a direct branch. So he, was the, he was in Washington with McVay, right, when they were both underneath. And Kyle. Uh, and Kyle. Uh, What's that? No, and Kyle, no, no, they would have been there. I'm sorry, Kyle. Kyle. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. He was with uh, – and then um, where did Zach Taylor go before he was at – he was in Tennessee, was he not, for one year? Zach Taylor, actually, I talked to him at the owners' meetings two years ago, his first year. Mm-hmm. And he called plays at University of Cincinnati, if my memory so, serves me correctly. Mm-hmm. I'm sure someone on, on Google, someone will Google and then say I'm wrong. But, you know, hey, that's what he <laughs> told me, if I'm remembering correctly. But, uh, yeah, look, it's – He's also Chris Taylor's brother, right? Yeah, I understand. Look, it's a copy <laughs> – Jeff, it's a copycat league. We know, right. what, we know what's coming here. It, exactly. It's not the Eagles linebackers this group has ever played particularly well, but, but some games where they've held their own. Uh-huh. But now we have a blueprint. You're going to get them out of position. You're going to make sure you they coaches know what the rules are in man, and they they confuse the hell out of them. They they didn't know, the, like Nate Gary obviously was a big one. The safeties are, are pretty sharp kids. They made Avanti Maddox not look good, and Avanti's a pretty sharp guy. He just they all had a hand in it. Like where we said the offensive line was bad week one because they all had a hand in it. All of them did. Mm-hmm. Same here, Jeff. They they all they all got. They all got scouted well in advance work, and McVeigh called the game of his life. Like whereas I thought in seventeen and eighteen, particularly eighteen, the Eagles had McVeigh badly. They destroyed their line. They they had him figured out. Well, he had them figured out this time, and I'm sure the Eagles don't want to play them again because now the the secret's out. 
you're going to attack man like this. You're going to make them think out there. You're going to go right at them. You're going to pre-stop motion like crazy. Oh my God, the, the, the motions and the shifts and all the stuff, this, the stuff that they did, the, the linebackers had, had no idea. They had no idea. That's true. Uh, one last point on the defensive uh, breakdowns up front. Discipline was a big problem, you know, as we mentioned, and uh, trusting your eyes and, and not getting fooled by the eye candy. Who is the Eagles' best run down lineman? Um, Who do they play specifically on run downs and then take off the field a lot of times on passing downs when, they have, when they're fully healthy? I mean, talk, are you talking about D tackle or D end? No, defensive lineman, defensive end. Um, I'll give I, you a Rich, hint. He didn't play on Sunday because he's oh, hurt. Oh, 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 oh. Uh, wait, what am I, I'm, I'm drawing a blank here. I, I'm drawing a blank. Vinnie Curry, my friend. Oh, yeah, yeah. One of their most disciplined, one of their best run-down defensive ends that they That's have. why, because he's, he's on IR, I forgot, yeah. Okay. Yeah, and I think he was missed in that regard. He's, uh, he's usually one of their most disciplined run defenders, and obviously not having him out there and having to play sweat and then rotate some guys, you know, Barnett, who, who just was not ready and physically, and, um, and then some other guys that they're rotating there. They, I think I think it hurt them not to have Vinnie Curry. Yeah, I'm so. told. Yeah, I am told that um, Barnett clearly was not ready. Uh, they from a, from a physical from a health standpoint, yes, but from a conditioning standpoint, he just wasn't there yet. Um, same with though he didn't do a bad job. Um, Hargrave was okay. Right. He'll get better. He'll he'll get better. There once Barnett and Hargrave, it, you got to give them two or three weeks. Once they get where they need to be. This line is going to be what they thought it would be, but they can't have mm-hmm. any more injuries. They, these guys have to get back. Phys- they got to get their conditioning back. Their cardio is mm-hmm. – it's hard to get that back, man. You can't simulate this in practice. So that, 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 that's what I know. Um, what, 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 so what, what do you know about the front, the front seven, the D, the, 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 the D tackles – I don't have a lot on it. You know, I know Cox made some really cool, good plays. No, I, I, the feedback yeah. I got was this was more about the DNs and the linebackers, the okay. defensive ends. And, Brand, you know, we, we talked about Graham. He, he, he broke contain a little bit more than you would expect for a veteran defensive end who's been playing a long time. And, but um, he also so had some good plays, I'm told. He, also, he actually – you're right on, on your contain thing, no doubt. But yeah. there, he had a lot of very good plays where he got pressure. Mm-hmm. The problem is – and this, this is kind of back to McVay – because he knew exactly – because the wide – see, because the Eagles don't – they play the wide nine, they don't change it. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't play what's called a bare front when you add – they don't add in someone – they don't, they don't play right. five linemen. They don't, won't right. do it. They just play four upfield wide nine, um, play man behind it now, and this is, this is what you're getting every week. And Jim Schwartz is saying, come beat us, because if we get our pressure on your quarterback, unless you move him like McVay did, we're going to go get you. He's probably right. I know he's not saying this, but he's when you play it like what I mean is when you play it like this, when the tape shows us, he's telling you what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And that's I'm gonna be fascinated. I know the Bengals, you know, they have a lot of talent offense, but they've got their offensive line is dreadful. Right. But and we'll see what uh Kyle Shannon does in two weeks. Um I'm gonna be interested to see before we move on here, once this line gets healthy, how dominant they could be. Cause you know, you and I have been excited. I know I know our viewers are excited see what this line can be because they spent a ton of money on it. Cox and Hargrave, my goodness gracious. No, they're no, they're the most expensive D tackle tandem in the national football league on mm-hmm. average per year basis is this Eagles defensive tackle threesome. 
Right. So I, I cannot wait to see what these guys do. I'm sure, the coaches in front office can't wait either because they they're going to have some games, folks. Once they get ready, when once they're physically ready, they absolutely destroy the opponent's defense, the offensive line. And guess what? They're playing the NFL's worst offensive line this week. Yes. Well, the Eagles are the favorite in the game. I'm going to get into that in one second. Uh, oh, they are. How lines, can they not? They, wait, wait a minute. Uh, well, like two two teams. <laughs> what's the line? I'm just. I'm not. I don't get into gambling, but I'm very curious. What's the line? Uh, the Eagles are favored. I last I saw by six. Okay. So, which is actually probably low for what you might have thought. Yes, going yes, into exactly. That yeah. the game would be. Yeah. You, you and I have been wrong so far, but you know, <laughs> one of these days we're going to get it right on the game. Yeah, law of averages. Yes. Speaking right. of the law of averages, uh, I think people should be really excited about BetQL, one of our new partners, because what they do, as I talk about law of averages, is provide really cutting edge, like top of the line analytics and sports betting data that really helps people, you know, kind of make a better and more educated decision. Sometimes people just wager on what they're feeling, but when you have all the information in front of you, and that gives you an advantage over the sports books, I think. So if you can, if people should download BetQL, uh, get the app. It's the only app you're going to need to make spark bets and really take advantage of all their algorithms they scan over 350,000 bets per year to give you kind of a best bet recommendation for every game. And it gives you the reason why you should, but it just doesn't say, hey, hey, put your money on this team. It tells you why you should be betting on one team or another. And they've got really good tools like sharp data so you can see who the pros are backing and the line, the way it moves and, and what that determines. And it just helps, helps you jump on really good betting opportunities in real time. And plus it allows you to save all your picks in one place. Everybody likes to store that so they can go back to it and look at it. So make sure you go to the app store or Google play store to download BetQL. Uh, head to betql.com, get the, the promo code birds 20 and you'll get 20% off your first payment. So I think people should take uh, a real advantage of that with BetQL. So like I said, the Eagles are favored by six, uh, I do think the law of averages kicks in here. We'll get into it more when we break down the game on our Friday morning podcast, Adam. But, I mean, I think you tweeted this or you said it. <laughs> you win this game and you start to feel a little bit of stability. You lose this game and I, the roof has caved in if you go to 0-3 with a loss against the – Oh, uh, I put on Twitter because what happened is I, I do some work for a company called Sports Grid. Mm -hmm. Scott Farrell, yeah, I'm sure you remember Scott Farrell from radio. Is that the guy who talks like this? Got it. Yeah, Scotty's yeah, yeah, great. So, <laughs> so Scott, you know, he said, "Listen, you know, what, what what is going on with the Eagles here?" And I, I said, "Look, it's real." <laughs> you know, I I had to boil it down in 30 seconds. Right. I said, I said, let me tell you something because I do that hit on Monday from the fanatic. And I said, Scott, if they lose to the Bengals, it's going to be Armageddon. Uh, I, and I've, you know, I've covered this business for 20 years and this team specifically for that amount of time. They've had some bad losses. Uh, Miami last year and the Annie, Annie Reed and Chip Kelly era. The, well, the problem is Chip, everyone wanted Chip out. So it did, 15 was like just a, was mm. just the a beginning of the end. Right. But when expect, expectations are not met, people are so angry. And I, I get it. I, I get it. I totally get it. My friends who have season tickets are up in arms. They actually, it's funny. They really like Doug. They actually feel sorry for him. Because Wentz is just not playing well, and they, they clearly yeah. cannot get him to get what he needs to do yet. They haven't reached him yet for whatever reason. He's just not, he's not doing what he's taught. But, you know, people are frustrated. And listen to 97.5 The Fanatic this week and, and on our show on Monday. People, people are at almost at wit's end. I know it's only two games, but the third game, if they lose to Cincinnati, 
I don't know. It's like I would want to show my face if I worked for the Eagles. If they, it's, it's so you bad. Know, Adam, I think it's it's people are tired of seeing the Eagles have to constantly dig out of holes. So yeah, even if right. Even right. if they've shown that they're capable of doing it and having that great December that they had last year, sure. and then the one two years ago when Nick had to come back in. People just want a team that's supposed to be good on paper to look good and not give them all the agita and the heartache that go or break that goes <laughs> look, along I, look, with I'm, it, I'm, even I'm when being, you're winning. <laughs> I'm joking about, like, you know, the part if the Eagles lose, people, you know, something might happen. No, but they're yeah, going to no, be but... super pissed off. They're pissed off now. The anger that people had on social media Sunday, like, they okay, the Washington game was bad. We know that. Social, they took it to another level on Sunday where it really went over the top. And I understand people's anger because they love this team. I get it. Every, every, 32 teams, 32 fandoms. Mm-hmm. But what, what I've noticed about this particular, Jeff, before we move, we move on up here, mm-hmm. is that when expectations are not met, and not, not only not met, they're so far off from what you were expecting, you feel mm-hmm. like you're cheated and you're angry. Like that's my summation of where the fans are right now. I think you're you're right about where the fans are at, and um, you know it's up to the Eagles to uh, turn this thing around and get them on the other side of the spectrum. That's gonna we'll get into all that on Friday too when we break down this game uh, against the Bengals on Sunday, which I think you can call a must-win game uh, for at least for a lot of fan uh, morale. That's going to do it for Inside the Birds, the leading podcast in Eagles Intel. Thanks to our producer Hunter Brody. Check out his work on YouTube, Sports Talk with Broads. And make sure you're checking them out on Twitter, at Broads81. As always, we thank you for flying with us inside the birds. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.